welcome back to Fund Your Future with DRS. And of course, on the program, we talk about all sorts of savings goals for retirement. And a great one we're talking about today is how to save for college. Yeah. Seth, yeah. I, I'm super <laughs> excited. We have Luke and Jackie from the Washington Student Achievement Council Washington 529 program here to talk to us all about everything college savings, what options are available. I'm hoping, Luke, you can just tell our listeners a little bit about what Washington 529 is uh, and what 529 plans are in general. Of course. And first of all, thanks for having us on to uh, help get the word out, to help clear up uh, some misconceptions for people, uh, helping people think about when their kids or grandkids are young, how they can be setting, uh, setting them up for future academic success. So the state of Washington offers two 529 plans. So that's the WA 529. And what a 529 plan is, is a tax advantage savings vehicle for people to save for future college costs. So any money that you put into a 529 plan grows tax-free and remains tax-free when you use it for a variety of after high school education expenses. So we're starting to shift more towards after high school rather Mm -hmm. than college. So it helps people see that these programs are really diverse in how they can be used. You can use it for college, community college, technical and trade school, even apprenticeship programs now. They're very broad in their usage. You can use them to pay for tuition, fees, room and board, books and supplies. And so again, the idea is that a family is making a commitment at a young age to start saving for their young child's uh, future academic pursuits and with the ultimate goal of reducing future college debt. And in the state of Washington, we have two programs. One is called the Guaranteed Education Tuition or GET program that may be familiar to many families. That might be the most familiar program because it's been around for 25 years. Dream Ahead is newer. It's been available since uh, 2018. Unlike GET, which is a defined uh, benefit program, it's a prepaid tuition program, Dream Ahead is a set of investment options. But again, they both share the same tax benefits and ultimately help families save for future college expenses and reduce the need for student loans in the future. Yeah, Yeah. I love this idea of being able to pay for college, you know, 20 years from now with today's prices. Exactly. So the GEP program really is that model of, uh, it's called prepaid tuition, meaning the state guarantees that if you buy a year's worth of tuition today, that that will keep pace with the University of Washington or Washington State University, whether you're using it 10, 15, or 18 years into the future. So you pay a set price today, and no matter whether it doubles or triples or less, you know, if it goes up over time, you've already prepaid that. There's no more out-of-pocket you have to pay if you choose a Washington State school. Now, a lot of people get confused and like, well, that sounds pretty limiting. Mm-hmm. I can only use that in the state of Washington, but really, uh, and we'll get in more into the specifics of these programs, but the nice thing is get injury, but had both can be used at a variety of uh, academic settings that we talked about across the country, not just limited to Washington. And we can get more into the specifics of how that works, but but ultimately it provides a lot of flexibility for families to send their student off, even though today we don't know where a student will ultimately go or what they want to pursue. That's great. Who can contribute to a 529 plan? Can I just contribute money for, for my own child or what if I don't have children and but I have a niece or a nephew? Yeah. That's probably one of the biggest questions that we get from grandparents, you know, is who who's putting money into this account and who's ultimately responsible for it. And the beauty of it is that anybody can contribute. You know, we always try to get people to remember that this is a savings account. So the more the merrier, right? Yeah. And it's a great gift. I mean, when we're telling families about, you know, what, how it, the idea of our children, grandchildren, I'm a grandparent now, so the, I think of in terms of grandchildren, right? 
or thinking about what their future is going to be about, any gift amount that goes into an account for a child isn't going to lose its usefulness in the future, right? And you buy toys for the grandkids right now, and we spend a lot of money on buying toys <laughs> and things and chachis, right, that the grandkids are going to love to have to play with in the here and the now. But when we start thinking about what this can do for them in their future, they may not be thinking, oh, I'm going to thank grandma for this right now but or grandpa for this right now, but they are certainly going to be grateful when they get to graduating from high school and thinking of that, um, what their uh, career fields are going to be later and what education they need to pursue later on, and that money's going to come in handy. So anybody can make a contribution to the account. Probably the key things that people need to know in doing that is what is the plan that my grandchild or my child has, right? What is the account number? And where do I send this money? Mm -hmm. And when they know those three things, they can actually choose a variety of different ways to make that contribution. Lots of people still like to write a check and send that money in, stick <laughs> a stamp on that envelope, right? But we have a large number of people who like to use their own bill pay service. They like to have that control on their end. But they may automate that and have it done on a regular basis. I'm a grandparent now, so I've got three grandchildren, and that was one of the first things I did when my kids set up their accounts for their kids was to automate any savings that I could give them. And I have the flexibility of deciding what works for my budget, right? So if I wanna send $25 a month, I'll send 25 a month. If I wanna boost it up on the holidays and send 100, I'll send them 100. But the whole idea of that is that it's a great gift for the future because it's not going to lose its usefulness, it's not going to break, and it's going to find its opportunity to, to really give those kids a boost in not taking out too much student loan debt in the future. And I'll yeah. just interject really quickly that we also recognize the importance to kids. I have a three-year-old of getting those toys too. So these things yeah. are mutually yeah. exclusive. So we, we like to talk in context <laughs> of like, you know, you can make small contributions over time. Just thinking about it in ways where you can make room for that active saving. We know toys are important too. We know, you yeah. know, books and a variety of other things are gonna be important. So we're not advocating by any means that, you know, Santa Claus isn't coming anymore. Oh, absolutely not. It's no, that, no. It's that we can uh, add more to that and like Jackie said, be future looking and thinking about that gift that does keep on giving. It takes a village to raise mm -hmm. a child. And so that that's the best thing the more family members you can get involved in this active saving and those consistent efforts, it's going to really make an impact for that child mm -hmm. into the future. I, yeah. I really appreciate that clarification. So you mentioned different ways people can set up payments. Could I just have it come straight out of my paycheck? You can. Payroll deduction, and some employers also refer to it as payroll direct deposit, is mm -hmm. a common feature for a way that people like to make ongoing contributions. And um, the thing to remember is that it's post-tax. Mm. So it's not a you know pre-tax dollars that goes in. So it's gonna be post-tax, like a Roth IRA, and then money goes into the account, and the, it's a convenience option. Yeah. So a lot of employers have to be certain that this is a opportunity that they really want to put their the time and energy into too. Not every employer will do that. A lot of them are really, you know, paying attention first to how many, the interest level in doing that. But then the money goes automatically into the um, get or the Dream Ahead account of that particular employee for their, their children or grandchildren that they choose to do that with. So, yeah. I think that's super great because it's, obviously you're not getting the tax benefits, but it's still, um, it's very convenient to be able to 
to save money for my child's college right. program or and grandchild's program. The tax advantage is, is on those earnings, right? We can't for, forget that part. And, you know, as this is growing in value, that nobody's paying taxes on that. And then the purpose is that when they use the money for educational expenses in the future, then it remains untaxed. Yeah, I was just going to add that the, the great thing, too, for state employees is that all state agencies, employees of all state agencies have access already to payroll deduction through these programs and many employees within school districts. And what we'd encourage is if your employer doesn't have that set up already to contact your office, contact your payroll department, and it's easy to set up. And this can obviously be for any child um, in the state of Washington. What about if I have nieces and nephews that live in another state like Texas or California? Yeah, um, so with the GET program, there is a residency and an initial residency requirement when opening up the account. So Mm. with GET specifically, either the owner of the account or the student who's the beneficiary of it has to be living in Washington State at the time the account is open. But moving can happen, and it often does, right? So the student doesn't have to stay living here, and neither does the account owner. And certainly anybody who's gifting can be living anywhere that they want to. They don't have to specifically live in Washington to contribute. Now, with Dream Ahead and that type of 529 plan, the student beneficiary, the owner, can be living anywhere at any time. There's no expected residency requirement on those types of 529 plans. And enrollment is open year-round on those, uh, uh, on the Dream Ahead type, the traditional 529 plans. Yeah. Great. So grandma lives here, grandkids live somewhere else. Grandma can certainly open an account for those kids and even vice versa. If the grandkids live here and grandma lives in Texas or something, you know, so there's a lot of options. And I think one of the key things in that is really helping people to understand what 529 plans are and the benefits of 529 plans and then kind of start from there and start making decisions about how they're going to do that. So we've talked a lot about putting money into the plan. It's the same with retirement. Jenny and I have talked about Mm -hmm. this a lot on the podcast about all the questions that come about about getting money out of the plan and all the uncertainty about what's life going to look like in 10 or 15 years from now. So could you just talk a little bit about what options people have when they're taking money out of the plan, if they don't spend all the money, all all those sorts of questions that I'm sure you get every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is the ultimate goal, right? You've been saving the money and the goal is to get the money out now and pay for those expenses in the future. So the process itself of requesting a distribution, and that's what we call it when Mm -hmm. they're ready to take the money out and start using it for qualified expenses. So the distribution process can be a variety of different options for the account owner. So the account owner may want the program to pay a school directly for tuition or fees or on-campus room and board. And then in many cases, families will pay expenses out of their own pocket or use the sources that they have to pay those expenses and then request reimbursement from the program, in which case the program will then return funds back to the account owner or even the beneficiary if they want the money to go to the beneficiary. So those are decisions that the family, like the student themselves, has made some decisions about where they're going and all this. And then together as the parent or the grandparent, the family, they're figuring out that 
process of when they want to request a distribution and how they want that money to be distributed. But it really is as simple as a bill pay process is right now. You log into your account and you tell the program what you want to do and then the money will follow the path that you have de designated for it. We don't ask, uh, ask the, um, the account owner or even the student to produce receipts for the program. In fact, the, they should be keeping those copies for themselves. So if there was ever an audit by the IRS, then they would be able to produce the documentation that you know this was the distribution I requested and here's the corresponding expense that it, that it uh, related to. Yeah, and that is another nice feature about the plan. We do produce tax documents, a 1099-Q anytime someone makes a distribution, but there's not a reporting requirement to the IRS so long as you've used it for qualified expenses. So what if there's, what if there's money left over or someone decides not to go to college? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a great question. It's uh, one we get a lot because as we talk about it, if our goal is to help as many families as possible save from as young of an age as possible for their kids, we know that you know, I, again, have a three-year-old. I don't know what she's going to be doing. I might have all sorts of ideas about what I, and she may already have a lot of <laughs> ideas about what she wants to be doing. Currently, she wants to be a scientist at a museum based on a book we're reading as a family. <laughs> as cool as that sounds, we don't know what her academic pursuits are going to be. So, yeah, she may decide that something, you know, college isn't for her. Uh, she may end up getting a scholarship that helps her pay for a lot of college and not need all the funds we've saved. And so, yeah, that's obviously a concern for families up front. What happens to my money? The good news is, with these programs, you know, the tax benefit is tied to education, but as we talked about, that's very broadly defined. That's not just your typical four-year university experience. It can be, uh, you can save it for gra graduate school, say if you got a scholarship for your undergraduate, or if that kind of, that track is not for a student, there's community college, there's technical school, trade school, apprenticeship programs. So we always encourage families to think of, you know, take a pause if, if their student needs a gap year or is not sure what they're gonna do, and think about, how might they use it in ways that, you know, they wouldn't necessarily expect off the top of their head that they can use these funds for. They might be surprised at how wide the usage is. And then ultimately, if that student can't find a way to use those funds, uh, you can transfer it to a family member, a sibling or a cousin. And over the years, 529 plans continue to get better and better as far as giving families flexibility. The most recent cool enhancement is that starting in January of 2024, any unused funds in a, well, I shouldn't say any because there are some limitations, but unused funds in a 529 plan can be rolled over into a Roth IRA account for that student beneficiary to jumpstart their retirement. And so that's a great way. Again, let's say, you know, you have that magic windfall and a student gets a full ride scholarship and they don't end up needing to tap their get or dream head account to pay for school. In the near future, you're going to be able to transfer those funds to get a jumpstart on their retirement. Yeah, I, I really I really love that Roth option as a new option for people to think about. There's always a reason people come up with not to save money. Right. Um, you know, it's just very normal human nature. We see this all the time with retirement savings. You know, if somebody isn't going to pursue education after high school, but they're going to start a business, they might not be able to put money into a retirement account when they start working. But you can then put this money into a Roth and, and get a head start that way. And I think it's really taking away one more barrier for, right. for people to think about, you know, saving money early. And that's one of the things, one of the things I wanted to touch on, because I, I heard um, both of you talk about, you know, starting saving when kids are young. 
And just like saving for retirement, the earlier you start, the more advantageous it is. But it's also never too late. If kids are in high school and they're just thinking like, oh, maybe I am interested in this apprenticeship program, but I need to set some money aside. This is a perfect vehicle to allow someone to, or any number of people. That I, I any really, number of people. I, I really yeah. like. I really like that thought as well. Who who can help me, mm-hmm. you know, invest in my future? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, great. I love that idea too. You could have both sets of grandparents contributing, or aunts and uncles or friends, fam- friends of family. And, mm-hmm. every, you know, and, you know, we have stories on that, too. I mean, we we have heard from uh, families who have a newborn and they're like, hey, we've got a baby shower. You know, how do we mm. do this? How do we incorporate that into a baby shower? Yeah, or the other set of grandparents are doing something else for the for these same grandkids. How does this play into it? And, you know, it not everybody has to do the same thing. Because all of it, in the end, is going to be a resource for that child. So it is important to explore all the different possibilities and, and consider, you know, adding something else to the mix. So, Jackie, obviously you've been with Washington 529, you said, for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And you have two children that have now grown, and you said you were able to save money for their college I did, savings. Yes. And, and how did that go? It went great. You know, I was a single parent at the time I started working for the program. Two kids in elementary school and really understood from the get-go that, hey, this is really important and this is pretty cool. So I wanted to do this as well. So started saving for my own kids. And uh, they're five years apart. And as it played out, one went on to pursue education in a college experience. The other one joined mm-hmm. the military. Oh, nice. And that, you know what, that's that's cool. Yeah. That's great. It was, the, it was the direction he wanted to go and pursue. So I held on to that account and the money in the, that account for a while until we were certain what direction are you going to go, how long is this going to last. And actually about that time he, was, he got married, had his own children, opened to his accounts for his own children, and I was actually able to transfer money from his account to their account to get that uh, head start for the grandkids. And these grandkids wow. right now are six and four. Wow. <laughs> so, so you were saving all of the time that he was growing up. Right. He goes to the military. He has his own children. And yes. that's the beauty of this program right. is that the, the funds were now transferable right. down to his own right. children. Right. And, so. and I really see that, uh, you know, we talked earlier about this gift. And I really picture that as this gift them and there was a a person that I had talked to another grandparent and it was how important it was to them and this lady said these words to me that really resonated she said I feel like I'm gifting them their own future oh nice and I was just like it it caught in my head and I was like it's exactly what that's like because I may not be here at that point in time in their future but that gift will follow to them and they'll know that yeah and that meant a lot to me to know that that's what I would be able to do. Yeah. And it wasn't like it was a lot all the time, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I saved what I could. Again, single parent, you're living your life. You're doing what you have to do. You have to live in your here and your now. Yeah. And so I saved what I could. My family jumped on board when I told them it was important to me. They did what they could, and it just became a, a group effort to do what we could, when we could, how we could. Yeah, that's super. Thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> So I, I, I really appreciate that you've taken the time. If folks have those questions, if, they, if they're if they wondering, okay, this is something I want to learn a little bit more about, I, I, I think this might be something I'm ready to pursue or start set up, where, where would people go to get yeah. more information? Well, 
As always, the first place is, a, is our website, 529.wa.gov is the landing page with a great deal of information about both GED and Dream Ahead. But we also have what we call our virtual learning center, and it's the Knowledge Cafe. And we have a variety of different topics that we cover in a webinar. We talk through all the different details, much like what we're doing here today. We also, through the Knowledge Cafe, have what we call the Q&A with well, 529 sessions where we just have open mic time and people can ask any kind of question. Um, we do that a couple times a month. Our contact centers are a great resource. We do a lot of outreach to events, conferences, meetings. We do employer-based lunch and learns, um, which is really picked up when COVID happened. A lot of employers were like, can you do it virtually? Of yeah. course we can, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> and um, take advantage of those things. And uh, yeah, we just try to be there and meet people where they're at and equip them with the information and it's ultimately their decision to make the financial choice that's best for their families. That's super. Yeah, I really appreciate that idea of trying to help people think about where they're at in life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we talk a lot about saving additional for retirement through DCP. Um, I could certainly see people thinking about like, well, I need to prioritize my child's education. And so, great, do that for the next 15, 20 years, and then once you've funded that, move on to saving for your DCP. Or for grandparents, it might be the opposite. You know, mm -hmm. I, I feel like I've got my retirement savings in, in check, and so now I'm gonna move some money um, into a 529 program, or I can do a little bit of both at the same time. Mm -hmm. I, I really wanna prioritize all my savings, and mm -hmm. it's okay to also buy some toys. Yes, and, 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 okay. <laughs> and to go yes. on vacation. Yeah, yes, yeah. of course, yeah. All, all, all of those different savings priorities. Yeah. yeah, but I think also like retirement, it's, it's great because it allows you to set aside a little bit of money every month, and over time, that obviously grows into a very mm -hmm. significant amount, of course, with the, the, the way that the program grows your money as well. I'm curious if there are any other takeaways that you want to make sure our listeners hear from you about Washington 529 more specifically. The things that we just always want to make sure families are thinking about is, again, as young as possible. Obviously, it's not too late if you get a late start. Starting now is better than not starting at all. I love this idea of the baby shower gift. <laughs> like, you know someone yeah. who's having a baby shower and you could say, hey, I'm going to, you know, tell them about the program and help them get an account set up. And Exactly, exactly. It makes a great, uh, from anything from baby showers and kindergarten graduations to oh, birthdays yeah. to holidays. It's, you know, so getting the family involved is a big part of it, too. And just making it easy on yourselves. Many hands make light work. And then ultimately, keeping in mind the big picture is like many families get overwhelmed and don't kind of commit to that active saving because they think about, they hear about how expensive college mm. is and it can be paralyzing. But... Definitely. We, yeah, the, the thing to do is just break it down into manageable pieces. What can you comfortably afford today? What can you work within your budget? And then keeping in uh, mind the fact that the agency we work for administers the financial aid for the state. And so we often talk to families about this pool of resources you're going to have to pay for a college experience. That helps many more families get comfortable with the idea that no one source is likely going to pay for all of your college. You're not going to be able to pay it all out of pocket. Many families uh, qualify for financial aid and don't realize it, so we always encourage families to do that. The more you can save now at a young age, the more it reduces that reliance on future student loan debt. And we know that student loans are reality for many families, even those who save with us, but reducing them, that's really what we're trying to disrupt in the long run with, with these savings plans. Yeah, It's interesting because there's, there's so many parallels to retirement as yes. far as diversifying your uh, income sources and and making sure that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and I, and I think that it it's really 
it's that's a really just great point to think about. Yeah. But also how these small contributions add up over time. Yes. Yeah. You know, one other thing that can be very paralyzing to people is that they think they have to know everything there is to know. Yeah. Like right now. And they don't. And I know meeting with families kind of face to face, having that opportunity to dialogue it out through and really get them to realize that one little step. And if it's five dollars, five turns to ten and ten turns. And whether you're talking about retirement or a vacation or saving yep. for education, all those things things start with one small step and not to paralyze yourself into thinking you have to know everything before you get there. Yeah. Just start. That's yeah. exactly how you learn. Yep. That's exactly That's how you exact, learn. You have, yeah. to, you have to take <laughs> yeah. that first step. Yeah. And, and the last point that I'd like to just put out there too is there's really cool research out there about the, the psychological impacts of a savings account for a child mm -hmm. that a student who knows that someone's saving for their future education is more likely to go on to higher education and complete a credential. So that right there, you know, and, and that makes sense if you take a step back and think about it. It's, it's you're creating this college-going mindset and conversation from a young age for your students. So it becomes more of a matter of like, where, where do you want to go? What do you want to pursue? Rather than getting to the other end of it, you have it prepared and you're like, I'm not sure if we can even afford to do this. So that's another goal is mm -hmm. get the student to have some agency in this conversation about what they want to be dreaming about doing. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And it just opens up more of those doors and opportunities for them. Like you said, you don't have to use it for a four-year college. You can use it for any, any sort of like education expenses, whether it's uh, to your community college or mm -hmm. anything exactly. like that. That's, mm -hmm. that's super awesome. Just getting that idea of here you have these options. All and right. if not, you can roll it over to your <laughs> Roth IRA <laughs> account. Awesome. Thanks. Cool. Thank yeah, you. thank you so much. Yeah, for sharing. We really appreciate it. And I think this is fantastic information for, for everybody in Washington. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And now we'd love to hear from you. What topics would you like to hear about? What questions do you have for us? Send an email to drs.podcasts at drs.wa.gov. That's drspodcasts at drs.wa.gov. The Department of Retirement Systems provides this podcast as a public service, but it's neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of DRS policy. References to any specific product or entity do not constitute an endorsement or recommendation. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by DRS employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of DRS or any of its officials.